This is the Byron Bledsoe Podcast, Senior Pastor of C3 Church in Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. When it comes to parenting, uh, one of the things I've learned and am learning, and, and it's so important, you only know how to raise your kids if you know them individually. Now, I learned this from Angie. This comes naturally to her, it's her perspective, it's how she thinks, but each child has their own identity, their own personality. Being the oldest in a big family, I got the unique perspective and privilege, honestly, of getting to watch my parents parent every child in every season. And one thing that I so appreciate is their ability to get to know each of us as individuals and really acknowledge the different seasons we might be in and who we are. There wasn't this blanket, you know, this is always gonna be the consequence. This is always the expectation. They learned very quickly. I would not be bringing home A's in math. It's not me, it's not who I am. And that was gonna be the case. And that was okay. And I am so thankful that they took the time to get to know us. And now as a parent, I really recognize the work that that takes and their ability to take the time and recognize the season that we're in. And I also see the benefits in that I can ask the question, who has God made me to be as an individual? And the opportunities are endless instead of feeling like I have to fit in a box. So I'm just so thankful for that. Your kid's first name should always be more important and matter more than their last name. Their last name matters. But if you have more than one kid, your, your children, they have different personalities. They're wired differently. And you only know how to raise them truly if you know them individually, who they are. You think about all the different personalities that, that your kids have. Each one is different. Some of our kids would tell on themselves where others wouldn't tell a thing about themselves. Uh, some of our kids are outgoing. Some tend to be more shy. Sometimes we might have a child or two that just acts without thinking, and then sometimes our kids think so much they don't act. They each have different personalities. Our kids are, are, are created uniquely. They're, they're different. And so you know when with some kids you need to use an encouraging tone or a motivational tone or a serious tone because our, our kids respond in different ways. And so how you teach, how I teach, how, how we teach and train and discipline our children depends on how they respond. Proverbs chapter 22 says, teach children how they should live and they will remember it all their life. And part of teaching them is knowing how to communicate in a way that helps them, in a way that they can receive it. I think another thing that's incredibly important uh, to know as a parent is your secret power, in fact, your only power is influence. Influence is the big deal in parenting. So there's some questions I think we can ask. Am I living a life making choices that increase my influence with my kids? Where are the inconsistencies? What do I say to my kids? Hey, you should do it this way, but I do it differently. You should behave like this, but I behave differently. Is how I'm functioning disqualifying what I'm saying in what I'm trying to teach my kids? How do I lead them in a way that increases my influence. I love my parents, but they're old. But what I can appreciate about that is that they've seen so much stuff that I'm only going to experience with time. And they've been willing to sit down and teach me, not as individuals, but as a pair. I think it's so valuable that growing up, 
I've had parents that are willing to admit when they're wrong. I think it can almost, you can almost look at your parents and see them as superheroes, as, as these invincible beings. But there's, there's such a factor of humanity when they're willing to sit down and say, hey, look, I was wrong, and they show growth. So that's, that's, I would say, the biggest thing that I've taken away and the biggest thing that I'll use in the future and the years to come. Ephesians chapter 6 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, a better way, a higher way, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So as dads, it applies to moms too. As fathers and mothers, are we being consistent? Are we, are we increasing our influence? Are we doing what we're asking our kids to do? Are we living the way that we're asking our kids to live? I think another thing that's important for parents is that we understand the key is consistency. When it comes to parenting, the key is consistency. And this is one of the hardest things about parenting. And you don't have to have all the answers as a parent. You just have to do the next wise thing. And, and to raise healthy kids, it's essential to be consistent, but it's also the hardest part in parenting. I don't know if you've ever gotten caught in that trap in parenting of your kids are doing something you've told them not to do before, and you say, one, two, three. And have you ever had one of their kids, depending on their personality, go, four? Because they don't know what's coming. They know you're just counting. So when it comes to parenting, the key is consistency. Lamentations 3, 22 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions, they never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So if you've not been consistent in the past, today is a brand new day. His mercies are new every morning. God's faithfulness is new every morning. If you feel like, man, I've, I've blown it in parenting. I've messed up. It's never too late to begin to be great. It's never too late to begin to be great. You, you can start today. Even God knows and understands you can't go back in time. So begin today. It's a brand new day. Another thing, parents, that I think is important, we love our kids the best when we love our spouse the most. We love our kids the best when we love our spouse the most. It's in the, the marriage relationship that we teach our kids what healthy affection looks like. Fathers, you're going to show your sons how to treat a lady. Ladies, you're going to show your daughters how they should treat their husbands one day. Uh, it, it, we teach our kids often through how we interact with our spouse and by the way, if you've walked through a divorce and you're no longer married to the mother or the father of your children, you also teach them how to honor people. You teach them how to respect. You teach them even when there's been disagreement and even when the relationship is not the same, how to honor people because God loves every single person you and I lock eyes with. And so if you are married, we love our kids the best when we love our spouse the most. It's important that there be unity in the marriage. This idea that uh, a father or a mother should put their kids first, that's one of the greatest ways to mess your kids up. I remember when I was growing up, going to my friend's house, and they would ask their parents something, 
and a lot of times they would get a no and then they would go to the other parent and there would kind of be this exchange of like, yeah, sure, it's fine. And at the time, I was super envious of this because it wasn't something I experienced at home. Um, my parents are always such a united front and only recently have I come to truly appreciate that. Um, I think sometimes it can be more instantly satisfying and self-serving to get your kids on your side of things and get them to like you more and there can be kind of this unspoken battle between parents and I never dealt with that. I was never a pawn in a game. I was never pitted against my one of my parents and um, I've truly benefited from that and I think that um, there can be a certain level of stability you give your kids when you are a united front, you're truly partners, and you're working together. Unity is something that's important and it happens in the marriage relationship between mom and dad. It teaches the kids you can't play one parent against the other parent. A yes from one is a yes from both, and a no from one is a no from both. And if there are things, listen, as parents, we're not always going to agree and so those are private conversations that we have as dad and mom, but with the kids, it's a unified front. Private conversations avoid public consternation. So make sure that, that we're unified in our parenting. But when we, we undermine our spouse, when we elevate our kids and we, we diminish our spouse, it is healthy, it is healthy for our children to understand, hey, when it comes to dad, mom comes first. When it comes to mom, dad comes first. Ephesians chapter five says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. And there is no other relationship, no other relationship defined and designed by God where two become one flesh than other in marriage. We love our kids the best when we love our spouse the most. And research shows it's one of the things that provides the greatest security to our children and the greatest health emotionally is when they know that mom and dad deeply love each other and are first to each other. I think the final thing this morning I would say about parenting is in parenting, play the long game. Play the long game. Parenting is a marathon. It is not a sprint. Parenting is not over when our kids are grown because remember, Parenting is influence. Uh, parenting is a lifelong marathon. Now, I hate running. I would rather take a beating seven days a week, three times on Sunday, than to have to run. I hate running. And in high school, I played, I played football, and, and that part of practice where you had to run sprints or you had to do longer runs for endurance, I absolutely hated that. And so I remember uh, they would let us sometimes run the straight part of the track and walk the corners, walk the curves. And it's just how we did it because I think as coaches, they were sort of playing the long game. Hey, we got to get them to run somehow. We got to get them to run a little bit. But the longer you have to run, there are going to be moments you need to walk. There are going to be moments you need to set a different pace. And as parents, we have to learn to run in the rhythm of life. There are going to be some straightaways in life where it is busy and one of the things we try to do, I hear people say, I'm just trying to live a balanced life. <laughs> Forget that. You can't do that because you can't control the pace of life. 
In some seasons when there are 12 soccer games and 18 practices and four choir rehearsals and they've also got to go to batting practice, all these things hitting at one time, it is a different rhythm than when those seasons aren't in place. The key is not how do I live a balanced life. The key is how do I learn to live in a healthy way in the rhythms of life because some seasons are busier than others. And the external things often determine that. So I want to live in the rhythm of this season, and I want to play the long game in how I do that. See, we tend to overestimate what we can do in the short term and underestimate what we can do in the long term. And parenting is long term. So how do I do that? How do I play the long game? Invest your best in the areas where you're irreplaceable. Hey, I know it's hard to think about, but someone else will do your job one day. Someone else will have that office one day. Someone else will coach that team one day. Someone else will live at that address one day. Someone else will probably drive that car one day. But nobody else fully will ever be dad. Nobody else fully will ever be mom. Right now, who you are right now, the dad that you are, the mom that you are, and, and maybe I'm speaking. I have some friends that I deeply admire that uh, fell in love and got married and maybe mom already had, had a child and, and dad became the stepdad, but, but in actuality, the guys I'm thinking about right now, they're dad. I'm not talking about just biologically who created you. Hey, right now, dad, if you're dad, right now, mom, if you're mom, nobody's going to replace the influence that you have. And so playing the long game is I want to invest my best, not in something where somebody's going to replace me one day. Somebody else is going to live there. Somebody else is going to do that job. Somebody else is going to have that title. I want to invest my best in the areas where I'm irreplaceable. So, in playing the long game, it's not what do they think about me today? It's what will my children think about me when they're in their 30s? It's not what do they think about this decision today? How will they view this decision when they have kids of their own and they're making similar decisions? The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Have a broader perspective, have an eternal perspective, a bigger perspective, rather than just in the moment. Play the long game. If you've walked through a divorce and you're co-parenting, no matter how your ex functions with you or with your kids, you play the long game. You play the long game when they're in their 20s and they're in their 30s, they're going to understand the strength and the character and the love that you had for them because you didn't argue like that. You didn't respond like that. You didn't go nasty like that, which would have felt really good in the moment. But you're playing the long game. And when they're in their 20s and their 30s, they're going to respect you more. They're going to honor you more. And they're going to understand how difficult it must have been and the love that you had for them. Do what was best for them rather than reacting in a way that may have felt best for you. Hey, parents, I also want you to know I am for you. I am for you. Parenting is the one thing that we never fully feel qualified for. It's overwhelming. We're never experts, but you're in the game, and you're making a difference. 
And I want you to know I'm a fan. And I want to pray for you this morning. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single parent watching right now. God, I pray that you would strengthen them. I pray you would encourage them. And I pray that the things we've talked about today and the things we're going to talk about each day this week in the morning devotionals that you would use to build them up and to help them understand that, that with you, they can be the parent they long to be. They can be the dad, the mom that they really want to be. And God, I pray you'd give us wisdom as we parent our kids, lives that are precious to us and precious to you. And I pray your blessings on moms and dads and kids. I pray your blessings on families today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. We hope this message encouraged you and inspired you. Would you share it with someone that you're connected with? And also, if you want to be a part of supporting this incredible life-giving movement, you can text C3 Orlando to 77977. You can also go to our safe and secure giving website at giveC3.cc. Listen, we love you guys. We're praying for you. We'll see you next week.